coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Welcome to another edition of the Monday Crew, everyone. David Plumbo and Dennis Geisler here. Eddie's down in the Sunshine State in Florida getting some getting some sun, I'm assuming. So that should be fun. And Ella should be joining us shortly. But uh, how are you doing, Dennis, on this on this another beautiful day here in Jersey? I'm doing great. Still not in Jersey, but I'm doing great. Maybe better because I'm not in Jersey. Um, Maybe better because he's not in Jersey. Oof. <laughs> I had a good time in L.A. Um, and now I'm back and I'm excited to talk some sports. I haven't I haven't had my fill of talking about sports for a while, so it'll be nice. Yeah. Last week, last week we missed you. Dennis was out in California. We had a good show, but tonight, this week, another great show soon to soon to be. Um, I guess we could start off with the NBA. The finals wrapping up this past Thursday. Um, uh, my prediction. I'm not a big person who watches the NBA, but I was watching the finals. I predicted Celtics in seven. I think Dennis, you said Warriors in seven. So we were both. I said wrong. Celtics in six. Oh, like you I, said I Celtics won't. In six. <laughs> I, I th- thank you for thinking I predicted it correctly, <laughs> but no, I said Celtics in six. Spoke too soon. But yeah, Celtics in six uh, definitely did not happen. The f- series did not go to seven games as I thought it would. It ended in six. Steph Curry had crazy game. Game six went absolutely off, and the Warriors were just in control the whole time. Um, and didn't even let the series get to seven games. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Some of it was, I mean, they definitely have a, a weird mix of a team where they do have a lot of super experienced players in situations like this, but also young guys who can definitely fill in for the fact that their team is pretty old at this point. It's a weird team makeup, and I don't know how much longer the Warriors can sustain like a championship team. Like, I, I don't know how much longer like Seth Curry's career or Steph Curry's career is going to last. I had Seth Curry on the mind. Um, I don't know how much longer Steph's career is going to last, but uh, they definitely look like they are. I mean, obviously, I mean, they won a championship. They're going to be able to hold up for a couple more seasons. Right. And yeah, they do have some experienced guys, but they definitely also have some young guys. Jordan Poole, I mean, is if he's not a star already, he's approaching star territory. As much as I dislike him, Michigan man, he he's a beast, <laughs> man. He's so good. Um, Kevin Looney is pretty young too, and Kaminga was top five overall pick. Um, so they definitely have have some youth too. But yeah, I don't. I, I I'm ex- I was really happy when I saw just Curry just kind of broke down after the game and. Man, you saw people rush to defend Curry right away and kind of say how KD's legacy might be tarnished a little. But what do you think about all that? The KD talk and Curry and the championships and he's finally won his first finals MVP, all that. Yeah, the the, the KD stuff is kind of goofy. I don't really care that much about that. Um, KD is obviously a great player. Um, I, I think that certainly there's some discussion of th- there will be some discussion in the long term especially of him leaving the thunder to go to the warriors but past that actually happening i think his on court legacy is pretty secure and then steph in the same time i i think it's going to be more about what this means for steph curry's legacy as in how high does this put him in the all-time best player whatever you know um I don't know if it puts him top 10. It definitely puts him more in the conversation for it, uh, especially for how long he has been so good. 
e even less of um less than just oh he won a finals mvp oh he won another finals like just the fact that he is such a good player for so long and is able to do stuff like this at a pretty late point in his career is really impressive as well as the way that like in a way he was a large part of uh changing nba history with kind of the three-point revolution i think on both those levels uh steph is definitely going to be a hugely important figure in basketball history it's just a question of i don't know everyone has their their top whatever rankings and it puts more of a question on where steph goes in it although everybody still playing is going to be kind of a weird spot i guess Right, and not that they're similar players in at all in the way they play or even maybe their legacy, but LeBron's 37, and he had a crazy year this past year, and the last couple of years he hasn't really tailed off at all. So, um, mm -hmm. And Curry's age, Curry's game, sorry, is a lot built on shooting, right? He's super quick. He has all these crazy, crazy floaters. You see him practice these floaters where he throws it super high up, but and he's really shifty, but... His game really could be just a, a, a shooter, right, as he gets older, too. So that's something that, mm -hmm. even when he gets older, he should not really take a step back. And he's three years younger than LeBron. So, yeah, I mean, he could totally produce the next couple of years. Yeah. And I think it'll be a question of how long the supporting pieces, one, how long they stick around, uh, assuming that they would ever leave. But honestly, I don't know if these Warriors players really want to leave the Warriors, even for like uh, potentially slightly lower contracts, guys like Draymond and Clay. Um, the young guys, I think, are more of a question of when they will leave. I have to assume that they will try to take paydays elsewhere once the rookie contracts are up. Um, but then when you kind of look past that, uh, I think it is a question of how long the Warriors keep this going. And obviously there are so many other great teams in the NBA and so many other great players in the NBA, especially in the Western conference where it's like, okay, what will Ja do next year? What will Luca do next year? Um, even uh, the Suns are still going to be a presence next year. Um, so it's not necessarily a given that the Warriors are going to march back to the NBA finals again, but even still, I mean, you have to look at it as a distinct possibility. Yeah, you mentioned it. Some of those younger players. Uh, there was a video that kind of blew up. I think Jordan Poole was on Instagram Live after the game in the locker room. Him and Wiggins were just chatting it up, and they were talking about how they're both going to get paid. So they're definitely mm -hmm. looking forward to that. But both deservedly so. Wiggins played a really big part, even in the even in the final game in Game Six, had some really big three pointers. And I mean, he's really flourished in this in the role on the Warriors. And he was a first overall pick too. People forget that this man was mm -hmm. like top recruit out of high school, went to Kansas for a year, played really well, was the first overall pick. And then Winston Thibault... One of those first overall picks named Anthony. Yes, it's, this is true. Anthony Edwards, uh, what other ones are you thinking of? Uh, AD. Oh, was true, Anthony Davis, pick? that's yeah. fact. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah, but he, this new role, he's just played so much better and so much more consistent. And yeah, I, I don't know because... Yes, at the same time, you can get paid, but I, I don't know. I don't know where these guys are going to go from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you want to make any extremely early predict predictions for next year? So was was Wiggins on a one-year contract he signed with the Warriors this past uh, year? I don't know. Let me find out. Yeah, you, um, you could probably look that up pretty fairly quickly. 
I, I, I don't know, honestly. Because uh, no. he is sticking around for next year. He was on like a much bigger contract because the contract was traded from. Oh, he was traded. Uh, Minnesota. He was but traded. Yeah, that, right, right, right. He is on contract through next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how, how the West kind of shapes up next year and, right. It's free agency still to come. All these star players s- still to be potentially moved or signed elsewhere. And one of those, potentially Kyrie Irving, a report coming out today um, from Shams that the Nets are at impasse in conversations about his future in Brooklyn. That is that is an SAT word you don't hear every day. But what do you mm-hmm. think about that, Dennis? The Nets potentially not having Kyrie on their roster and what that looks like after just a failure of just an end of year for them this year yeah i mean it's kind of disappointing because they've had so many like very normal reasons (laughs) why uh or not even normal it just reasons that are like unfortunate like all the injuries uh that kept them uh from playing their big three together uh ben simmons not playing in the playoffs where i think they traded for ben simmons thinking he would play in the playoffs uh kind of everything on that level you have to say uh it's kind of unfortunate the time that uh i guess the the durant uh Kyrie era of the nets has been uh i don't know what will happen with Kyrie. i looked it up earlier he's on a player option for this year right um but that means he will have to opt out of the player option and then also pick a team to sign with. And I think a lot of teams might be a little hesitant to sign him. Uh, a lot of teams who might want to sign him may not have the space to sign him. Uh, and honestly, I think that the there is always the incentives behind sign and trading players, uh, which could land him somewhere, but he'll also get uh, the Nets some value in return. So I'm really not sure what's going to happen with Kyrie. I think a lot of it's just kind of smoke. Like I, I, frankly, until there's something like outright said, like, Oh, this player is going here. This is going to be a trade for this. I don't really care all that much. Like I'm a bulls fan. I've been seeing all these Zach Levine rumors for months at this point. And it's like, until you show me what happens, I know the situation. I know what, situation he's in with the bulls i don't know what is going to happen here but uh frankly i i don't think a bunch of random people on the internet are going to guess it necessarily so i don't know yeah i mean i think according to a report the top teams who want to sign with are the lakers and the knicks which is really weird the other the other new york team and then, right, a reunion with LeBron. So, I mean, interesting mm-hmm. stuff from Kyrie. And like you said, they they definitely did not. But if if the whole plan of the whole KD, Kyrie thing ends with Kyrie leaving the team and them just being stuck with Ben Simmons, like that that could not have been their plan from the beginning. So, they they I think they kind of have to. I mean, he, I mean, I think can't. there are a lot of things that wasn't their plan from the beginning. <laughs> I don't think they planned for James Harden to want out. Um, 
And frankly, I don't think Ben Simmons is all that bad. The fact that he hasn't played in a while definitely hurts Ben Simmons. And the fact that his last series was like not great hurts him. But he's really not that bad of a player. I don't know why he's not that good, though. He's not like he's not that good. Great. But even still, like he's a solid point guard. He's a great defender. Uh, He can do everything you want other than shoot. And when you have Kevin Durant on your team, you don't necessarily need Ben Simmons to shoot if he can collect somebody else. Uh, like, I, I really do think the Nets really could have been a contender if Ben Simmons was playing in the playoffs uh, because that team would have been pretty dangerous with a couple of great shooters and Kyrie and KD and then having a guy on defense like Ben Simmons who can reasonably dish the ball out and then also just play really, really good defense. Like, that's a very complete team other than kind of around the bigs and the NBA is getting smaller as it is. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the, I, I don't know. I don't think that Ben Simmons is all that bad or all that bad of a fit for Brooklyn. It's just that when you lose a player like Kyrie, you need to get a player like Kyrie in return or a similar quality in the same way that like losing James Harden. I don't think that Ben Simmons is necessarily as good as James Harden, but they got a return package for James Harden. If they can't get anything for Kyrie, if he have player options out and then just leaves, like that's pretty worst case scenario. Cause now you have nothing. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons might be better than the general public thinks or most NBA fans think, but a team potentially next year with KD and Ben Simmons compared to a team with KD, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie is completely mm-hmm. different, right? They're not even they're not even comparable. So I mean, yeah, when you when you plug someone who's very likely going to be a Hall of Famer into basically any team, the team's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I I don't know, man. They haven't got a lot out of Kyrie. Obviously, because of the the COVID stuff and the New York stuff and the Nets rules, all that, and then the injuries, and he had a big personal leave, so they haven't gotten a ton out of Kyrie in where in which they thought they would, especially like the last the last two to three years, especially. So that's been the whole time he's been with the team. <laughs> I thought he's been with them for four years now. Uh maybe it has know. been four. It's been close. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know like the last. The last like it's still three years. most of the time he's been yeah, with that's, that's the Nets, my point. he's been pretty inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really inconsistent, and he's a super talented player. But that might scare some some potential other teams off too mm-hmm. when you're signing. I mean, him. If it scares some other teams off, it could just make Kyrie decide to take his player option and stay with the Nets because if he doesn't expect to get thirty million from any other team, then. He might as well take thirty million to stay with the Nets and actually play a full season out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. I, I really don't know because he's one of those people who's just so unpredictable, and he just did, mm-hmm. does things his own way. In which, yeah, he's just a polarizing player where you kind of respect it, but he just beats to his own drum. So you could totally see a world in which he ends up playing with LeBron again or something where, like. Does, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do that? It's, I thought all the reasons why you wanted to leave Cleveland and leave LeBron before, like, why are you going back there? So you could totally see that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, he's just so unpredictable. So I really could not, like, And I do want to, like, add, was it that, and I 
I'm just going to check this myself while I'm at it, was it that Kyrie was interested in the Lakers and Knicks or that the Lakers and Knicks were interested in Kyrie? Because I think it was that the Lakers and Knicks were interested in Kyrie, which, uh, fair enough, those are teams that want good players. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's an athletic report, so that's not going to work on oh. on the on the, uh, <laughs> the PC here. That's going to be uh, paywalled, but that's okay. That it's fine. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, like both of those teams, it, it's just crazy either way. If if that mm. happens. Which it would be po- weird. They, they would be weird teams for him to end up with, and he would still yeah. have to probably choose them. Because I think a lot of teams, if I mean, if Kyrie is going to accept less than thirty million, there are a lot of teams who would try to sign Kyrie at less than thirty million. Yeah, um, and I mean, you could like it, but this is like part of the reason why I don't like the NBA as much as I used to. Just the superstars constantly moving and just shifting mm-hmm. teams. I don't know. It's just frustrating to watch. I'm sure if I like grew up a fan of either say the Nets or Knicks or something I would be really into it but mm-hmm. I don't know I can't find myself getting into it when I don't know these superstars get these mega deals and then constantly leave and don't even play I don't know it just seems frustrating to watch yeah I think I, I think the thing that's most frustrating to me is that you go through an entire season and then it's a four to seven game playoff series that basically decides how good of a season it was um where like how far you get in the playoffs is what matters but getting to the playoffs is really all that matters in doing well in the playoffs if that makes sense uh so it kind of makes most of the season feel kind of flat that's always been my issue with the nba is that the regular season feels way too long for how unimportant it is in the grand scheme of things to kind of the way that the legacy works out i mean we we even go back to the legacy talk it's like the Warriors had an okay regular season. I mean, they were third in the West. They started really good. They were pretty bad down the stretch, honestly, of the regular season to the point where uh, a lot of people were like, yeah, this team isn't that great. Um, if they got worse matchups early on, if they played against more experienced playoff teams, they might have been uh, underdogs in a playoff series at some point. Um, but regardless, uh, they ended up winning the title. They went, they had a good route through the playoffs. They won the title and everything was fine. Um, and that's kind of how I see the NBA a lot of the time where it's like, it doesn't really matter what you do in the regular season as long as you do well in the playoffs like that will offset a really good regular season doing badly in the playoffs or doing well in the playoffs will offset a mediocre regular season comparatively i mean that's just like sports in general though like no one expected the Bengals to be in the super bowl last year at the start of the year or even the start of the playoffs so to an extent but it's just harder to make the playoffs in football and the season's so much shorter yeah yeah Um, i I know but like you see underdog runs all the time and the playoffs is what really matters and that's where like legacies are built so yeah i mean i mm-hmm. totally see that argument i think there was a like an adam silver thing earlier either earlier this month or in may that he potentially wanted to shorten the regular season too and mm-hmm. as all and of especially people, when yeah, so yeah. many players like not to cut you off but when so many good. players are sitting out of so many games in the regular season why not just cut it down yeah. like if you're gonna see the stars for 50 games anyway why not 
actually play 50 games instead of playing like 82 games <laughs> yeah i mean pe- that's people talk about that with the baseball season too that 162 games is long but i don't know i think like baseball is a little different just because I, I, all the history yeah i think yeah i think that the history behind baseball is different and also like baseball is i mean other than for pitching baseball is less taxing on your body yeah. uh, it's much easier to turn around and play multiple baseball games in a day a game every day in a week uh whatever it's not that hard to play a lot of baseball um and so players can be basically playing at their peak all the time uh and they don't really have to be worried too much about injury or whatever they're just kind of out there playing baseball um and I think the regular season just matters a lot more to baseball fans. Um, even when the postseason does matter a lot, like especially in the long term, people remember like very good teams in the regular season or very good players in the regular season. Like a lot of like Hall of Fame candidacy is based on how good you were in like over the majority of your career, which includes the regular season. Yeah, I mean. In- you're right. They're they're completely different sports. It's really hard to compare. But like, just one final thing on that, Kyrie. No, the last day for him to opt out is the 29th, which is that's nine days away. Nine days from now. Today is the 20th. So next Wednesday, we will know. But that Kyrie's will be after the draft. Out. It is after the draft. The draft's this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Oh, you wanna? That that. I could talk about these college players. Going I'm to the interested. NBA. I'm excited for this draft. Honestly, I think it's partly because I followed college basketball a lot more. So I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. I was there. I, I saw that guy play. That's like the cool other part. Than, like, yeah. Other than Ron Harper Jr. Obviously who I saw play quite a lot and may or may not be drafted. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot more interested in this year's draft, even though I don't really have a strong, interest because the bulls don't really have a great pick yeah uh johnny Dave johnny davis is going to be picked top 10 jay nivy top 10 mm-hmm. uh keegan murray top 10 all these guys came to jma this year so pretty cool stuff there but yeah you just all through the ej liddell supposed to be first round pick too mm-hmm. he went to ohio state that was a and I remember that Caleb block. That that was crazy. Yeah, I called that game. Oof, I wasn't the that, one calling that the block. That sounds like a lot but... of fun. That that game yeah. was really close till like the very end. Last couple minutes, mm-hmm. they just completely pulled away. Great game, great game, great game. And uh, another great JMA game. One of the many. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like this is uh, one of the first years in the last couple of years, at least, where there's no clear first pick. There's a clear top three um, in Jabari Smith who was a freshman at Auburn. It's just a big, big, kind of like a big guard, like kind of like KD, just a big dude that can shoot. He's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, He's a stud. He's awesome. And then Chet Holmgren, who was number one prospect out of high school, mm-hmm. super t- tall, skinny dude, but he's super skilled. Everyone from middle school to whatever constantly was like, oh, he's going to get dogged at the next level. He's not going to be able to play at the next level, but every single time at the next level, he's just dominated. He's awesome. And then Powell Bancaro, who's a freshman at Duke, who's just all around really good player. So that's kind of the top three. Um, but no one has a consensus order or just consensus number one out of those top three. Yeah, I and I will say I feel like the big issue is with Chet in particular. Like I think I think if 
Chet was a clearer number one or not number one, there would be a lot fewer questions about the top side of this draft. But I, I think the question, and as much as you did say, he's definitely proven himself at the higher level. Him playing at Gonzaga wasn't like he played a lot of good teams at Gonzaga. They had one of the toughest non-conference schedules season. Yeah. But yeah, he played a lot of his season against not the highest level of competition and they didn't go especially far in the NCAA tournament. They were knocked out in the sweet 16. So realistically, like he played a couple of solid games against like Duke and UCLA scoring a decent amount, um, putting up good numbers, but in terms of the kind of day in day out that you'd get to see out of a guy in the big 10, a guy in the ACC, a guy even in the SEC this year, you you don't really get to see what he was able to provide to the team. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of, uh, why a lot of NBA executives might still be a little bit nervous in the same kind of way as like uh, Jabari Smith wasn't used a whole lot at Auburn. Um, compared to how you would expect out of a clear near number one pick for a program that's not all that good. Not um, all that good? They were undefeated for like, a while and was number one that, for most of the year. Yeah, I mean, they were they were pretty good they a were lot pretty of the good. time, but they're not Duke. They're not Gonzaga. Like, Maybe not the biggest name program, but last year they were, they were really good, really good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was by, like, smoke screening. Um Jabari Smith a lot of the time and he wasn't really getting a ton of touches comparatively um so I don't know I I I think that all of the I I guess not not uh Paolo but uh, Chet and Jabari I think have a little bit lighter uh tape uh, than you might want from a like number one prospect uh and I think that's why there's still a little bit of questions around it I guess is where I was going with this entire thing yeah i mean i agree with you to a certain extent i i don't know man palo's such a he's such an overall player but yeah i i kind of hear what you're saying on chet but at the same time like i said he's just dominated at every level even when people said he had he would not so is he's just a very interesting player to evaluate but it looks like it looks like i'm not alone anymore which which you know you love to see but it looks like we have we have someone else here in the studio. What's oh, up? Who is it? Who? How are you, Dennis? I missed you last Hi, week. Hi, Alice. <laughs> wow, that was unenthusiastic. That hurt. I know it was. I, I'm re- I'm I'm excited that you're here. <laughs> I know he said he missed you, and then you just kind of like know, you, don't you, care <laughs> at all. He did not like the waves were not equal. You know, it's, it's kind of messed the up. Love, the loving ra- la- waves. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about NBA draft a little. So I've heard. So I've I heard. know you're a big NBA guy. I am. Put me um, on. Put me on. You know, I don't think it should be Jabari Smith. I'll say that much. Um, I know a lot of people think he should be number one. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Not that he's gonna be a bad player. I'm not feeling him at number one personally. Um, I think Chet is a number one, even though I said a bunch about how <laughs> I know why teams don't trust I mean, him, but I feel like he's my number one. Chet has the highest ceiling. There's no doubting that. It really depends. It honestly depends if you're a GM. Are you gonna go for ceiling? Or are you gonna go for? Or are you gonna go for floor? Because Chet also has a Mo Bamba like floor. But right? what what team that has a number one pick who was horrible the year before is going for floor? 
Fair enough. No, because... Don't you draft for ceiling in the NBA? N- yes and no, because, you know, I think there's a reasonable chance that Chet Holmgren can turn into Mobambo, which would be a bad, bad first pick, right? A good song, though. Good song. And Mobambo's <laughs> not a bad player in the league, per se, but he's not first pick of the draft worthy, right? That is yeah. a possibility in Chet's... I mean, Mobamba was kind of like a miniature Chet before Chet. Like, like obviously he wasn't as good and not as highly touted, but even though he was picked seventh, he could shoot a three allegedly. Obviously, Chet has shown much more than he could shoot a three, but regardless, Mobamba has range. He's got handles, like, and look what he's become. He's a fine player, but nothing special. I think Boncaro, you're getting a solid, at least, like, a contending for an all-star every year, right? Uh, he's he can play point guard, but he's oversized for point guard, which is great. He's got handles. Uh, they seem to figure out his conditioning after halfway through the season. Uh, he had particularly bad cramps. I remember that kind of. Um, he's got a shot. Obviously, a little inconsistent still. And I know his defensively, he had lapses, but in terms of frame, competitiveness, that can be taught very Every easily. Every freshman has lapses in exactly, and that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. So. I feel like he will have the floor of at least almost all-star, all-star every single season. Now, Chet, though, he could be Mbamba, but he could also be a superstar because of his talent. Um, I think his frame is a little bit over-talked about, right? Like, we've seen guys with that frame succeed, maybe not to his extent, but you know, not every center has to be bulky. Um, he didn't really... He did have some trouble against Jaron Duran um, in the round of 32, but other than that, he really kind of mashed up well um, with everyone, with all the big guards that he played. Obviously, he didn't have that much competition. But regardless, the few he did, I was looking at, I was looking at some thread that he wasn't It was like he wasn't as bad in defense. Um, he played like Mark Williams, too, earlier in the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, and he was fine on him. Um, Mark Williams is the definition of a big, bruising big man. So, Chet definitely gives more of the ceiling. I guess that's why I'd pick him if I was the Magic. But in, I'd be, if I was a fan, I'd be a little scared. You know, Chet definitely has more floor of him to make than Boncaro. So Magic would have Mobamba and Chet. I feel like they'd have to get rid of Mobamba then, because Chet kind of plays is just a better version of Mobamba. Yeah, Mobamba's valuable. He's a center that can shoot threes. He'll go somewhere. Who are their guards? Is uh, Markel Fultz on the Magic? Yeah, Fultz has honestly played well. Um, when he's not injured, you know, everyone calls him a bust, but. I think he was putting up like 13 and like 7 before 6 some before he was injured, which is not bad stats at all. Cole Anthony kind of had a breakout season. Franz Wagner had it. So the Magic have a he's, bunch of... I, I, I dislike He's good, but I just dislike him No, so me much. too, because he played on Michigan, but... He's so annoying. I don't know. Like, they have a bunch of pieces. If I'm the Magic, I want a piece to put me over the top, right? Because I yeah. don't think Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, or Markel Fultz, I don't think... They're solid pieces. In fact, maybe they could turn into above-average role players, but... Other than Franz Wagner, I don't see any of them contending for All-Stars anytime soon. Maybe Franz Wagner. Um, though he kind of fell off at the end of the season. Obviously, the rookie's going that's going to happen. So, I guess I go high volume with high uh, ceiling with Chet. But, I don't know. It, it has the potential to look really silly later on in, like, 10 years down the road. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about Shaden Sharp? Because he's another guy who... I mean, Kyrie was kind of like this. I don't know how many games Kyrie played at Duke. Maybe like 8 or 11 or something. He didn't play much, but Shaden Sharp hasn't even touched a basketball. He was enrolled at Duke all last year. He was like one of those Ducky. seniors who got like bumped up, kind of like Wimsat came to Rutgers like the second half of the year. Um, yeah, and he didn't even play at all, but uh, he's projected to be a top 10 pick. 
He's crazy talented. What do you guys think about Shaden Sharp? It's hard to, I mean, it's just really hard to evaluate. Unlike Kyrie, Sharp's apparently been underwhelming in workouts. Uh, Kyrie obviously was brilliant, Um, I believe. It's like picking a guy out of high school, honestly. It like, really is. It, 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 you can, and I mean, obviously it's worked well in certain cases, like LeBron James, Dwight Howard. Like, you have to evaluate it on those terms rather than, like, really against what a college player should be. <laughs> Um, so you're definitely flying a bit more blind and I can understand a lot of teams being really nervous to go for him. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a risk. Him and Chad are probably the biggest risks, but I mean, he was number one or number two recruit coming out. Number two, right? I don't know. I think he was number two behind Chad, um, ahead of Boncaro or maybe it was, it was either, it was some form of Boncaro, Chad, Sharp, I remember, um. And yes, he didn't play. Yes, he's having bad pre-draft workouts. But you know, if you're sitting that eight-nine spot, you can get a Donovan Mitchell-like steal. You know, and that'd be great for a team. But it's just again, it's just hard to evaluate players coming out of high school because for every for every LeBron, there's also a Deshaun Stevenson, which I guess he didn't have a bad career, but you know, nothing mm-hmm. special. You don't want to pick a Deshaun Stevenson at pick eight. So. Deshaun Stevenson. I haven't heard the name in a while. I completely forget who that is. I just watched a video on him. That's why. And he was drafted out of high school like LeBron. Deshaun Stevenson. So. What was it that? Uh, uh, which video was it? <laughs> it's, you watch SB Nation, Dennis. I feel like you yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You would I, be a big SB Nation It's the video of Soldier Boy, right? Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> did not know about that happening. It's really funny. <laughs> it's vi- no, it's a really good video. You should watch it. SB Nation. Great account. Um, But. Yeah, no. I. It's just like, it's just hard to evaluate players who didn't only play in high school. That's pretty much it. And he's not like he played in the G League either. It's just he has nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the next thing to bring up is Rutgers' own Ron Harper Jr. potentially being drafted. What do you guys think about that? His ceiling potentially in the NBA, getting drafted at all, or just signing with a team. Do you guys think he's going to be drafted first of all? And if you do, where do you think his role is like in the NBA? I don't know if he gets drafted. I think he he will play in the NBA at some point, just guaranteed. Um, whether he'll get drafted to do so, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I think he I I don't really understand why a lot of teams are kind of nervous to pick him in the second round, especially like late second round. Like if you're getting a late second rounder, you want a guy who can contribute at some point eventually. Ron Harper Jr. is a guy who can contribute. He's tall. He can shoot. He has solid defense. You can play Ron Harper Jr. You can't necessarily say that about a lot of guys you might go for in the second round. And Ron Harper Jr. contributes a lot more than a lot of these other guys because he provides a role that every team needs quite a few of, kind of a 3 and D kind of guy. Um, But even with that, it seems like a lot of teams are kind of... uh, or a, A lot of mock drafts I've seen, at least, are hesitant on having him picked or picked above like the 53rd 54th pick overall (laughs) yeah i mean the one thing that you kind of said which i don't know it's completely true ron is always like similar height to geo and paul and caleb and some of these other guards he's like three inches taller than geo i think he's like six six yeah geo's like six four six five i think yeah but ron is a no the joe thought was six three 
No? No, I think oh. Gio's taller than that. Well, but Ron is a big 6'6", six, six, though. He is. He's a Draymond Green 6'6", six, six, not a I, I don't know, not I a small 6'6". I understand, six, six. but... Right, Paul is like six six, Caleb's like six seven, and but in college they played completely different roles, completely different positions. For sure. And when you watch Ron, he's best just using his size, bodying fools, just dominating the game, getting to the rim. Yes, he could shoot. You would always see them Gio would do that little thing in transition way there would feed it back to Ron. That was cool. Yes, it was very cool. But <laughs> his best use where he would be the best in college would be using his size, using his strength, muscling people. And just dominating these little boys. But in the NBA, at 6'6", I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. So that's my only concern, that I think his role in the NBA would have to be different than kind of what it was, his skill set in college. Yeah, I think in the NBA, he'd have to project as a shooting guard. I I think that's really where he fits. Maybe a small forward, but I think he has to go like shooting guard, where you have now a height mismatch um, with a a lot of guys who would be defending him. You have a solid shooting threat. And then the biggest issue that a lot of people I've seen have with him, especially like in the combine is his athleticism. He ranked like pretty low in basically all of the athleticism categories and basically just showed up well as the guy who can actually play basketball, Um, which even still doesn't project extremely well into the future. Um, At least compared to, Oh, this guy has more athleticism. We can teach him how to shoot better. Um, but I don't really know. I think a lot of teams would want a potentially more immediate impact and a guy with a bit more basketball IQ, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think he would have to project like definitely shorter of a position than like power forward, which is what he played most or like the four, basically, which is what he was playing in college. He definitely has to go further back than that. But I'm not really sure how far he can go necessarily. Yeah, well, if he's that, what you're saying, like, he's going to be a two-guard in the league, he just has to shoot. Like, he has to be mm-hmm. a better shooter than even what we saw this past year, where he's he was a good shooter. What you improved, say? He's improved every year. Yeah, he has, and I think he can, but that would have to be more so his game, too. Just a dominant shooter, dominant three-point shooter. So He basically becomes, like, a 3-and-D guy, which, like, teams need that. <laughs> like, at best, that is what he is, and Danny teams Green. need that. So Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, totally. They totally need that. You got any more thoughts on the NBA draft, Ellis? Uh, I hope not. I, th- I think he will get drafted late, but I hope so. It would be such good good for him, good for Rutgers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm buying the jersey if he does get drafted for sure. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> um, I, I also think it would be good for Dylan Harper coming to Rutgers. Because oh, be it kind of shows him that Gavin Griffith, you could grab Griffiths. Huh? Him and Gavin Griffiths. No, like. Oh. No, I'm just. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, but oh, I see what you're saying. Just I'm just saying, like, yeah. if, like, ooh. My older brother can go to the school and get drafted, and yeah. I'm better than my brother. Boom, I'm going to do the same thing, and I'm just going to stay in Jersey. Let's do it. Let's ride. Oh, so yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I completely cut you off, though, so I don't know if you were saying anything else. No, no, no that's, that's pretty much all I was saying. I was like, I didn't, I had a misunderstanding. No, 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 I'm you're so good. sorry. No, no, don't, don't um, apologize. But yeah, that'll be a good draft. It's, it's, as, as I always say, the week before the draft is the best time to be a Knicks fan. It's in one week we have hope all season. So, <laughs> so go Knicks. What are you looking for out of the Knicks? I don't care. Just you don't draft. care. Um, I get you know I don't know how smart it'll be, but I guess draft Ian Ivy for a splash trade up. Why not trade um, up? Um, 
I think like you know they're projecting now Benedict Mathurin. I like him. I don't, I don't know. Mathurin. Yeah, he's. We need someone that could good. be a star, right? Because we. I feel like we actually have a good bunch of good role players. R.J. Barrett is like an, I think can ascend to an All Star player, but he's not a superstar ever. So we need Jay Ivy has superstar potential. So I might as well trade up and just say why not. But don't trade for Kyrie, please. Don't. Please, please, please don't trade for Kyrie. Don't trade for Kyrie. You know, I'm here telling you last week that Kyrie might be a top 10 player. I still don't want to trade for Kyrie. The man doesn't play anymore. He's a team chemistry disaster. Please, Knicks, don't trade for Kyrie. Trade for KD. I'll take KD in a heartbeat. <laughs> but Kyrie, I, don't, I, 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 I think Kyrie's amazing, but I just want him on my team. I I think a lot of Knicks fans would actually agree with you there, even though he, like, inarguably is one of the most talented no, players. I'm, this I'll say this. I'm higher than on Kyrie. This is the news that Kyrie might want to be, like, yeah. trust the free agent market. I'm higher than Kyrie on most people. I was looking at most people's top 10. They didn't have Kyrie. I have Kyrie as 10 on my top 10. But just in terms of, like, team, like, I don't want him. I just don't want him. Yeah. I mean, you missed it. We were talking about. Kyrie a little before the show. I don't know if you caught any of it, but yeah, I mean, 42 minutes in, we could wrap up our first segment there. When we get back, we'll give you our locks of the week, update you on the summer standings. Got the little document up, so we could go over that real quick and get into some locks for this uh, June 20th week. You're listening to the Monday Crew here on WSU FM New Brunswick and online at WSU.org. Welcome back to the crew here. Another beautiful Monday. It's so nice out in Jersey. I don't know about Virginia, but he was hating on it before, before you got here, Ellis, but we got a New Jersey hater down there in the Virginias, but I just thought it was funny. He's in Virginia. What, why is he talking? I know, exactly. <laughs> this is, this is please, a great point. This please, is a great point. Please. This is, this, is, this is a great point, but now onto the locks. Dennis, uh, I gave you a lock I'd, last week. I'm going to miss I'd the like, boys. I'd, I'd like to lead with something else. Oh, so my oh, week you... three lock was Celtics uh, minus three and a half. That was for game three. Oh, no, no. I was correct about that. No, no. I'm, I meant to give you a, a green. Yeah. I, no, no. I, I, everyone, got I it, everyone got it right last week. Oh, no, really? you got it right. Everyone got it right but me. Everyone got it right but me uh, last okay. week. So what's the standings at? Standings? Oh, hold up. First, last week, did you miss the boys, Dennis? Uh, of course. Okay, so you you hit last week too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you. That's what we like to see. That's it's kind of cheap, but sounds like a hit. <laughs> I mean, maybe I shouldn't have wrote that. If, so I mean, if we're counting Israel living it up the first two weeks as hits, which I <laughs> which mean, according to the sheet, we are. Which, yeah, You're four and zero, oh, and everyone else is three and one. Awesome. <laughs> if we're not, you're two and zero, oh, and everyone else is three and one. Well, so yeah, we, we can debate about this off air. Oh, I'd be two and one in that case, but yeah. Well, true. Well, I mean, we could count his and not yours. Point is, I'm undefeated. The point is, he's undefeated. He is Either undefeated. two weeks or four weeks. Regardless. Looking like four weeks. But I have no clue what I'm going to pick. So one of you guys, if you want to go first, go I'll ahead. go first. My New York Yankees versus oh my gosh, the Rays. Go. Um, I'm not going to take the win, but definitely take the six and a half run under. Uh, the Rays, I was the last couple of years big Rays fans. Um, one of my friends was a big Rays hitter, and I always defended them. This year I'm not defending them. Without Wander Franco, the team simply cannot hit the ball. Um, so they're not going to – I don't see them scoring more than one or two runs. 
Um, the Yankees now they're um they they're play it's it's Garrett Cole too on the mound who has had some blowups. It's a little risky, but usually he's money. Um, for Rays side, the Yankees of course have been mashing, but the Rays have potential AL Cy Young candidate Shane McClanahan pitching today, who the Yankees did score four runs on. Um, in a 4 nothing win, but they only had three hits. So they got four runs on three hits, which was pretty impressive that day. And then the Nestor Cortez did the rest with zero runs. So they Nasty won. Nasty Nestor. Yes, sir. Um, but, you know, I can see this game being a 3-1 game, 2-1 Yankees victory, maybe even 4-1. But that is, those are all under five, six and a half runs. Lock that in. It'll be under six and a half. Under six and a half, says Mr. Gordon. Looking for 5-0. and oh. What? Five and zero or three and zero, it'll happen. Five and zero, five and zero. All right, you were living it up the first two weeks, and I mean those were your locks, so you lived it up. You fair you enough. Get, you get it <laughs> up for that. What do you have, Mister Geisler? Uh, um, I could make it simple, but I've decided I won't. Um, okay, here we go. I'm I'm going I'm I'm going into my bag of mysteries. I'm going Korean <laughs> League of Legends. Um, oh boy! Oh, here we go. Oh boy! Uh, so we got Wednesday morning, Fredit Breon versus KT Rolster. You're going to have to write this one down for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, so uh, I like this matchup. So Fredit Breon at plus 128. Uh, I feel like they're the slightly better team. Uh, both teams have started out 0-2 for the summer. Um, both teams played not great in spring, kept basically the same roster going into summer. Uh, KT Rolster played pretty well against their heated rivals and SKT, but I don't think that they keep that up necessarily. I think Fredit Brian had a bit better of a meta read going into summer, um, going towards the end of spring even. And I think they're just a better team flat out, uh, than KT Rolster. I mean, they proved it last year uh, or not last year, last split in spring when they went three and two across their two series against uh KT. So uh I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh Fred Brian. I'll, I'll write that one down for you. Um oh. but yeah I, I hope all of that made a lot of sense to you. That I, was about say, I absolutely had no idea what you any words you said. I don't know if they're you're talking about players or teams or me neither. That was um is that what is it, League of Legends? Yeah. Alright. Is this like open to the public to bet on? Um I have only are these some under, underground lines that you ma- are <laughs> making up. Well, where are we getting this stuff? Here, let me. Uh, I'll I'll just drop the 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 link of where I found it. Only open to <laughs> Dennis. Dennis and only Dennis. Is this gonna control. like? Is this gonna put no, a no, malware fine, on the, no, the radio no, PC? No, 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 I just use All it for lines. KT Rolster and Fred at Breon. Yeah. Are, we, are those people or teams? Are they? Oh, those like are teams. People? Oh. Okay. KT Rolster is um, really owned by Korea Telecom. Fred at Breon is owned by a company that uh, makes uh, like that does like sports management hmm. in Korea. Obviously. Obviously, obviously. duh. I, they're Korean teams. <laughs> obviously, silly us. Can't you tell by the names? Duh. <laughs> I I have no clue what this 1.641. No, Dennis, with my uh, you um, gotta, professional you opinion, click on the thing, there's a thing that says decimal odds. You got to change it to American odds. My in my professional opinion, this is a, a really good value lock you just picked. 
thank you thank you i i you know better team plus value that's what we like of course of i appreciate course. your support better team plus value says who this is mr greisler that yeah says me i was the one he, he said it yeah he knows <laughs> anyway david it's your turn <laughs> Just looking at how many euros I would win if I bet on KT Rolster. <laughs> how many euros? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the site's European. <laughs> so you have to like you can only change a couple settings. Pinnacle.com slash EN. <laughs> so yeah. if you bet, how many euros you making? If I'm betting 100 on Rolster, I'm winning 64. I believe it's euros the, and dollars are not the right close. team. Okay. Not, what? I'm supposed pick. to bet on Fred Brion? Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that was that's, your loss. Every dollar lock. is 95 cents of a euro. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, I don't know if that's... <laughs> wait, no, it's not bad. It's not wait, bad. what does that mean? It's not bad. Like, it's oh, like it's close. Points. Like, if it's yeah, close yeah. together, the better it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Oh. Ellison is all about the exchange rates. <laughs> yeah. You know all about League of Legends. I know all about the exchange rate. Me and you, Dennis, <laughs> can make quite the team. <laughs> okay. Well, I do not know anything about League of Legends teams. So I'm gonna I steer clear of that. I actually I like your pick, Ellis under in that game. Two stud pitchers. That seems like a logical thing that could happen. Although baseball is very unpredictable game to game, as we've noted on the show. Hmm. You know what? I'm just gonna pick the Padres money line minus 165 against the Diamondbacks. You Darvish against Zach Davies. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna pick the Padres to win at home against. That's an easy the one. Crappy Diamondback. Well, it's not okay. All Wait. my other ones have been plus money. Easy, yeah. Easy. <laughs> easy. Win outright. Outright, yeah. Uh, what? What do you mean? Oh, you're so disappointed. Uh, okay. Dude, every other lock I've given you is plus money. I'm not. I'm not. Hop off. Maybe. What'd you uh, say? I said I'm not judging. Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. It's possible. So, what do you think Eddie's lock should be? Because we could ask him next week if it happened. Let's give something that's like a 50-50 chance. Eddie's going to give you some. Na- if Eddie were here to give you some NASCAR lock that he would be really confident about, and I'll tell him this when it comes. So I'll tell him his face. <laughs> he'll be really confident about, and it'll he'll come in the next week. So if he was here, he'd come in next week. He'd be like, ah, I can't do an Eddie voice. Eddie's really good impressions, by the way. So I'm not going to even try to replicate him. But he'd be like, man, he crashed in the first lap. And you're like, Eddie, didn't you bet him to go top three? And he's like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm now 0-20, which Eddie oh, has disrespect. <laughs> Eddie, at one point in, um, uh, like, school year, was, like, 3 and, like, 9. So, disrespect, but, you know, backed up by facts. All, all love to Eddie. Just all love. Much just, love. Just, I guess, I wouldn't trust him as a viewer of locks. But I'll trust so, him I guess his, his lock is incorrect NASCAR. He, he just, <laughs> yes, locks. always the NASCAR. Always... So he's predicting someone to go top five that crashes. Ross Chastain. Wednesday crew, man, was was the most wild crew for so many reasons, and that was one of them. What do you think something that has, like, around a 50% chance of happening while he's in Florida that I could write down as his lock, and then hopefully it doesn't happen, and he gets another loss for not showing up? I, I, I don't know. I don't want to give Eddie uh, unfair The Marlins winning. Well, Ellis I gave you I'm going to miss the boys. So, um, like, something yeah. we could give him something similar to that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to hit the ocean. Israel living it up. I'm yeah. going to hit the beach. Yeah, that's know. good. Pitting beach is good. I'm definitely going to the beach. Because there's not 100% mm. he's going to hit the beach. Well, that's his fault. Yeah, that's his fault. <laughs> if he doesn't hit the beach, then he well, deserves Where are L. you going in Florida that you're not hitting the beach? That's, that's a great it. point. Where, why else would you go to Florida? That is what Florida is known for. Gator roll. 
Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I like good. that. Kind of came out of nowhere with that. Yeah. Well, hmm. A couple minutes from seven. I don't know. We could we could take another short break, or we could just get into something else. Whatever you guys want. Uh, let's stay here for a couple minutes and then break at the top of the hour. Let's do it. I have yes, one thing GM. I wanted to ask uh, Ellis because mm-hmm. I already know the answer from David. Ellis, did you watch Hustle? I did. How do you oh, know the you answer? Think? Oh, you already, no, no, he oh, knows I if I, know I did. I yeah, I no, no, that answer. was the question. That um, was the honestly, question. I want to know what you thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I really liked it. It's like Adam Sandler movies, right? They're never going to be in my... This is just most Adam Sandler movies. They're never going to be in my top 10 or top 20, but they always make me feel good, and I'm always, I'm always like, I'm really satisfied I watched that. You know what I mean? Like, they're fun, they're loving, they're like... It was cool to see all the cameos as... Um, as I was, I was watching my girlfriend, I was like pointing out, oh, that's, the, you know, like, it was just cool. Um, and it was just, it was just a feel-good movie. Everyone's got to watch it, man. It was no complaints. I feel that about, though, like, most Adam Sandler movies, like Happy Gilmore, all those movies, like, they're not going to be my top 20. But, um, and I'm making more of an effort to watch, like, a bunch of movies in the summer. Um, and... But they're they're never bad. They never disappoint me. They they always hit exactly. You know, it's like a good burger. You know, it's just like, it hits mm. and you like move on. You're like, wow, this is good. You don't, you know, it's good. I don't know. Mm. A burger that hits could be like, could be no, like no, top no. ten. Fair, yeah. Fair I feel enough. like a burger a that good hits like, is like really a up. good like. Let me a good like, Five Guys burger. No Five Guys burgers ever top ten, right? But you never really. Actually, I like Shake Shack better. So a good Shake Shack burger. No Shake Shack burger, in my opinion, is like top ten. Like then, if you really go like into the city and go get a burger, but you know, you're never disappointed by a Shake Shack burger. You're always like, this was really good. I'm satisfied. You know. You like you like that whataballer? I do. Grabbing onto it like you're uh, I, I stopping a, at a light real I'm, hard and you're trying fidget. to save your friend's life. I, I fidget a bit. No, no, no. It's all good, bro. You know. I'm. You, you, oh, and this cap. This cap is like very like. This cap in my ring is very like they know, get a lot of uh, attention. Lot of, yeah, exactly. I know. I'm with it. I'm completely with it. I'm behind on my daily. I'm I'm way behind. You see, that thing's all the way felt. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, sleeping today. on the job. Me too. What did you think of Hustle, Mr. Geisler? Uh, I liked it fine as a movie. I liked it a lot as a basketball thing. I think it was there. There was a lot of cool basketball stuff in there. Like you mentioned, like a lot of cool like. Things to notice, but also things like I didn't even notice, like during the movie, like um, uh, like the 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 main player guy in it is Spanish, um, and so there are a lot of people in it from the Spanish national team at different points. Um, Jose Calderon is the only one I recognized, but uh, there were a lot of them from there. Um, there are a lot of guys who are like super big in like the the street ball scene when they had like a couple streetball scenes which i probably shouldn't have phrased it like that but uh i thought that was really cool um and just a lot of like cameos from players and stuff where it's like how did they get (laughs) so many players around um some of them were not very good at acting and some of them definitely didn't know what they were doing at all but uh i thought it was fun regardless I will have to watch it. My uncle asked me if I wanted to watch it last night, uh, if, you, if you wanted to come over and watch it at my house, and I was completely worn out. I was like, uh, no, not tonight. Like, we go watch another night, and I get home, and he's watching it, like, without me. So, mm. that ship has sailed to watch it with my uncle. Sorry, John. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought me saying no meant, okay, we'll watch it like next week or something. But apparently it meant, is tonight or never? At your house, <laughs> even though you're not there. Must so, watch it immediately. Um, Could not wait, which is understandable because apparently it's pretty good. But yeah, I missed out. But I can definitely still watch it on my own or with someone else. So that's okay. That's okay. Nothing else yeah. to say on Hustle? The boys no, got uh, I don't say. think so. Nothing else to like say. Like a good Shake Shack burger. Good Fuck Shake Shack it. burger, <laughs> says Mr. Gordon. We can talk about you, are more you Shake 